Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I've been saying, I hope that reading Romans has blessed you, taught you, and challenged and comforted you at the same time. I hope that reading it here over these last three months, and I hope that reading it at home continues to bless you, opening up the whole letter of 16 chapters, and in particularly what we've opened up here at script, in the scriptures here in our epistle lessons since June. Way back in June, when we started this in the middle, I shared this word picture. I asked you to, to think of yourself as a lady standing at the kitchen sink, looking out the window of her home. She's had some time to work on chores and the kitchen and the home, getting things done that she both needed to and wanted to do. And her husband has graciously said, I'll take the kids outside. You have some time to get done what's necessary. And she enjoys it. And indeed, things have gotten done. So she stands at the sink. It's getting dark outside. And she looks out the window and sees her husband out there playing with the kids. The kids are running around dad. And he's trying to catch them. And there's laughter and fun. And this woman who's had this time to work on some solitary, necessary, even enjoyable tasks for a while, looks out the window, and while she sees her husband and her children out there, she also sees her own reflection in that window, all at the same time. And she's caught, maybe we're caught with the thought, it is not just about me. There is something greater than me here. It's them and it's us. And it's all of us. If we can picture that, perhaps in a way we get a little bit of the picture of God's greater story of all places and all time. It's the vision that Paul, by work of the Holy Spirit, has and he's imparting to these dear Roman Christians who have received this letter. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It is indeed about us standing before him. When Paul is writing in Romans chapter 14, in a way there's a strange spectrum of situations that he describes. Did you catch it? At the beginning of the lesson he's talking about food. I mean, what you eat, what you're planning to eat, what you think is right to eat. Is it vegetables or is it everything? Paul's talking about small matters, low matters like the food in our kitchens. And by the end of the lesson, he's talking about the biggest vision of all. That every single person who has ever lived will stand before God. And either stand in horror or in honor. 
Paul lays this spectrum of God's greater story in front of the Roman Christians and in front of me and of you. God's greater story is a story of sin and grace, of dying and living, of Rome and Effingham, and of New York and Pennsylvania and the Pentagon and the things we were remembering yesterday. Dale Meyer is the recently retired president of our seminary in St. Louis. I'm privileged to call him a friend, too. And he wrote a devotion just about a week after the attacks in 2001. And I can do no better than to give you part of his devotion and what he wrote about how, well, God sees this grand vision. God sees it all. He sees from on high and he's involved in the low things, even what's on our dinner table plate. About a week after the attacks in 2001, Dale wrote this. Where is God in all of this? Once again, I've been reminded, and I trust we all have, how precious little we know about the eternal God. And he wrote last December, so December of 2000, some friends took me to dinner near the top of the World Trade Center. You can imagine how spectacular the view of the New York skyline was. But I was most amazed by how small, how insignificant everything looked below. Even the Statue of Liberty appeared only about an inch tall from up there on the 106th floor. After dinner, back down on the street, I knew I was back to real life. Impatient motorists blowing their horns, business execs on cell phones, the, home, the homeless. And a woman passes me, and she's crying, and I wonder why. Down on the street, not up there on the 106th floor, was real life. I remember thinking that God sits high, but looks low. Nothing down on the street is insignificant to him. Oh, how we need the God who sits high and looks low. To look into the rubble caused by evil, to touch devastated families, to heal us, and to use us to make liberty stand taller than she ever has stood before. Because I believe that that's what the cross of Jesus Christ is about, liberty, the Most High Son of God came down to suffer with us and to suffer redemptively for us. The Spirit of God is in our land. He bends his ear to our sighs. He touches our tears with his mercies. He's ready to fill our hearts with new hope. God sits high and looks low. Yes, there are many, so many unanswered questions about God, but he has shown us what he wants us to do and to know here below. And that is to know that he is trustworthy and to follow him 
to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God, as Micah chapter 6 says. We know so precious little about God, but what we know is precious. Dale caught with that devotion, that spectrum of which Paul's speaking in the text. God sits high, and one day everyone will stand before him. And God looks low and is involved, and he cares. Maybe not about exactly what's on our plate, but he cares about people who think that they are disputable or maybe even think that they are undisputable items. God sees high or is high, and he looks low. He becomes low, and he will be exalted one day. For all to see. And we will stand before him forgiven. Forgiven of so much. Forgiven of the things that keep coming back to our minds. And we wonder if they've ever been forgiven. And because we are. Because he has forgotten. We forgive. We give away what we have received. This is God's greater story. That he cares about what's on our plates. And he cares even more that we stand before him in repentance and joy and peace and forgiveness. This is God's greater story that I hope we've caught in these three months of readings from Romans. And I hope that you'll keep on reading Romans and First and Second Corinthians and on and all. God's greater story is, as Paul says, none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. When we die, we die to the Lord. And to this end, he said, Christ died and lives again so that he might be the Lord, both of the dead and of the living. This is God's greater story, and God's people say, Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding, keep our hearts and our minds safe in faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.